The following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, he is your host of the PWT cast, Scrum! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 156 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum, and this is the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. If you already aren't, make sure you're following us over on social media. We're at PWT cast on Instagram and Twitter, as well as patreon.com forward slash PWT cast. Uh, this week, uh, I will be uh, sitting down to uh, talk about one of my, what a, a movie that I've I've actually not seen yet myself. Um, but Matt Nix, a uh, friend of the show, he's actually recommended it to me uh, quite a few times and has mentioned he, he the way he and I talk about movies that we like. It's always what movie do you think would have made us cry? And I'm always just like, uh, or not what movie, what scene in this specific movie would have uh, made me cry? And I'm always just like. I don't know, and of course, I'm talking about uh, Dante's Peak, uh, one of our one of my one of the the most more famed uh, disaster movies. You know, I believe it's a volcano movie, but that'll be dropping this Friday. And uh, yeah, again, uh, Patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. Last week we dropped Requiem for a Dream, which I got a lot of positive feedback from it. A lot of that's really fucked up movie, and it's a pretty fucked up movie. Um, but yeah, again, uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTcast. Apologies for the the late dropping of the episode. Um, I'm still sick. I still, you might hear me a little bit of congested still. I got this cough. This cough is not going away. <clears throat> and uh, I don't have COVID. I've taken multiple tests, uh, but I was not doing well. And uh, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna push it off. I was like, it's fine. I can wait a day. But especially though, because... Um, you know, September is filled with a lot of special days. I didn't, I didn't do Riot Fest this year, so I'm not gonna be talking about fucking Riot Fest. Um, as even then, it's it's like the second least important festival that happens in the month of September because, of course, in the month of September, um, there's a lot of birthdays. You know, I, you would if you guys would have seen my pictures, I would have posted a picture of my mom, my sister, my baby sister. But more important than my mom and my sister uh, is today's guest. Of course, if you guys have been following this man for the last 20 days, I mean, even before that, honestly, he's been posting about uh, very much like I'm right now. I'm currently rewatching Game of Thrones. And uh, one of the things that they say almost every episode is winter is coming. Winter is coming. And uh, very much the way all those characters have been forewarning you of winter is coming. This man has been forewarning you of Treptember. Um, again, more important than my mother, more important than my baby sister, uh, is uh, the man that decided he was going to jump on. And uh, as a sort of way to, to promote the, the freelance show that we got going on Friday, of course, it's named after him, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But of course, uh, you've heard him frequently on here. He's jumped on the Patreon. He's jumped on here several times. Ladies and gentlemen, the birthday boy himself, as we are, we're dropping this day of his birthday. It is, it is a very special Tuesday edition. Uh, Trevor Outlaw, the b- birthday boy himself. Trevor, my man, how are you doing? You know, I was doing fantastic this morning, and then you decided to hot start this uh, introduction <laughs> by talking about the person that I hate on this planet more than anybody on my birthday of all days, nonetheless. Like, great, great birthday introduction, and you are correct. My birthday is definitely more important than your mother, your sister, any of them. It's more important than everybody's. Trevtember should be a nationally recognized holiday on the calendars, if it already is. I mean, it is but, on mine. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's good. That's what's most important, but... Uh, yeah, uh, fuck Matt Nix. But hey, you know what? I don't have to worry about that because it's Trev Timber and that dipshit doesn't know how to run a company. And because of his own his own selfish and violent acts against me, uh, the show is now mine. I run the show now and 
he's lucky that I didn't sue his ass for assault because you cannot put your hands on an athlete that is not medically cleared. And he did. But uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm so excited because for the last, what, year and a half? Actually, no, ever since I started in freelance, let's be realistic here. I've known that I've, I'm a superstar, right? You've known this too. I've heard you, I've heard you say this. Can confirm. Number one fan of, but, of Trevor Outlaw here. Exactly. And then, you know, OG friend of the show, you know, it's, uh, we've, we've, been, we've been with it since day one, my friend. But uh, a lot of these people don't understand the, the star power that Trevor Outlaw brings to the table. And people who disrespecting me left and right whether it be these dumbass fans or Matt Nix himself. I, I won though. I won. Like I have a show named after me on my birthday. And on the last, like I, I haven't even been able to wrestle and I have a show named after me. Who else on the freelance roster can do that besides Frank the Clown? I gotta Nobody. say, I gotta say that is one of the more like, uh, as again, like as your friend, because like you mentioned, you were OG friend of the show. Like I've told the story. It's been a while since I've told the story, but like when, when we first started the podcast, the, the very first person to ever say like, Oh, Hey, I was like, you're scrump from the PWT cast, right? Like I listened was, uh, it was this young, was this young trainee at the freelance wrestling Academy when he used to be down here. And, um, you know, now you've got your own fucking show named after you. And it's actually like a pretty packed fucking show. Like, you know how to book a show. Like, you know, a lot of people give uncle Tony like the credit for being able to, you know, book these shows, but, uh, you know, just some of the matches going on, you got, um, storm grace and former freelance champion, uh, wrestling, uh, big demo. You got, uh, the bang bros versus the work horseman, the, the work horseman for the freelance tag titles. You got project Monix, uh, you know, love him. You know, very good friend of the he's show. Our, he's, he's, he's the locker room leader of freelance. And I will say, I'll let you get back to running through the card and we can kind of talk about a little bit of the matches. But uh, Pat Monix, I just want to give him credit for being the ultimate locker room leader. Has really stepped up um, and has just done a hell of a job keeping the place alive while I've been out because uh, nobody else has been able to do that. Listen, some, because I'm used to call Izzy the ace of freelance wrestling and I love Izzy. But, you know, you, like you mentioned, Pat stepped up. So, you know, uh, watch out. He, yeah. you know, he might be coming for that moniker. But, of course, he's wrestling Trey Lamar. Uh, you got Brian Keith defending the legacy title versus Myron Reed. And, of course, the, the main event, you got Robert Anthony defending the freelance world title against Calvin Tankman. Like, this is going to be a pretty fucking stacked show. Like, I... Um, like I was mentioning to you before, like I've not been able to make it out to a freelance show in, in, in quite a while. Actually, like it's it got we got we got sort of fucked with like uh, freelance shows like landing on days that we were like super busy. But um, I think with this one, maybe well, and I haven't been on the card. I mean, I've been at the shows. You know, I advertise these shows more than anybody else that's been actively wrestling on them. Um, but you know, it has it, been a, a large absence in quality in these shows with me. Uh, not being formally on the cards, obviously I've been hurt because of Matt Nix, but, um, you know, I'm looking to kind of rebrand things here and, and make freelance a, a, a good place to be. Yeah. It's been about like what, almost a year that you've been out. Yep. Um, November 19th was when I tore my ACL. Uh, so the October show was my last, was actually my last match at freelance. Uh, and I had to wrestle Matt Nix's backyard buddy craig mitchell in uh, a tournament match for the freelance championship which i you know the thing that frustrates me and and this is what it's really all started to my first night at, in logan square when freelance comes back from the pandemic first night i'm in the main event and i pinned isaiah Velasquez and i pinned kylie ray in the same match now kylie they made her give up the title that night but i beat her so 
she should have defended that championship instead of just handing it over. So I have no respect there. Then, even though I beat them in the main event, I come back the next month and I main event again, but I have to wrestle Matt Nix's buddy. Craig wins because he's a cheater and he's a backyard piece of shit. And then all of a the sudden, there's nothing for me. Like, I, 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 I sold out two main events in a row and then they don't put me on the card so that they could throw a birthday party for Matt Nix, who left the company. He left. He took a sabbatical from wrestling because he couldn't handle it anymore. And he left not only his friends, he left his company, he left everybody from the school, he left everybody high and dry, but yet they give him this hero's welcome. Meanwhile, I'm over here busting my ass and everybody's disrespecting me left and right, and then I'm just going to be pulled off the card. I mean, sort of sounds like you're the uncrowned number one contender, you know, like... Uh, again, with with ACL tears, they can be a little bit finicky. You know, usually they say, oh, this amount of time. But, like, the last thing you want to do, because we've seen it happen with wrestlers, you know, like, uh, two that come to mind are, are poor Tegan Knox and Chris Statlander, who, you know, tore their ACLs, came back, and then immediately tore the other ones. Like, I, I got to imagine some of that. Again, if and when you ever get cleared, you know, like, that's got to be lingering in the back of your mind, no? Not really. Um, you know, I had I had a top-notch surgeon. Thankfully, uh, unlike a lot of these other indie bums, I actually have health insurance. So I, I don't want to say his name because I think that's considered doxing. But uh, he, you know, he does knees and hips for the Blackhawks and uh, the Chicago White Sox. So I was in good hands, you know, and um, stuck to it really hard throughout physical therapy and, and working out on my own. And, you know, it's a lot easier to train for a comeback when you're full of piss and vinegar. And, and you know, I think if I come back, because I'm kind of to the point where I don't even know if I want to, you know, I think, I think I should pull a rock and transcend to Hollywood, to be honest with you. But, um, if I do come back, the Trevor outlaw revenge tour is going to be, Oh, people there. Anybody, anybody who, who, who has ever wronged me is, I will make them regret it. I mean, listen, Matt Nix is number one on that list. Not a lot of people know, but you know, like you mentioned, maybe not going back to, to wrestling, maybe going straight to Hollywood. I know you do have an option B in that you know again a lot. Some people might know, but you had a you had a stint in the, in the Nightmare Factory, and of course you were Cody's top pupil. You know who who's to say who's to say you might not just you know skip developmental and go straight up to the main roster with Cody. Yeah, and you know I'm also really good friends with QT Coach QT Marshall. You know it's nice to uh, it's nice to have two people that are not only top notch trainers but top notch wrestlers. And very prominent roles within both of the respected companies that they're in. Um, you know, Matt Nixon and Isaiah kicked me out of the freelance academy because I wasn't getting along with others. But it's this is this is show business and this is a sport. Like, I'm you know all these other students that want to you know be buddy buddy and, and hop in cars together and do all the ring crew shit. Like, have fun doing that. You know, like I skipped the line for that because I knew I was better than all of that. So. I think, you know, maybe, maybe if I do come back, maybe it'll just be an instant farewell tour to the Indies because, you know, I've, I've been watching very closely over the past year and there's, there's really not a lot of people that have stepped up to impress me. Um, there's a few people that I haven't mixed it up with that, uh, I have personal gripes with and people that have, that have come into freelance wrestling, which I consider my home, despite, you know, them trying to kick me out of it. Um, there are a few people that I feel have walked into my home didn't take their shoes off at the door and have made themselves at home. And that's not going to fly with me. You mentioned again, you've been out for like a year now. What like the, and, and even and again, when, you know, when you were wrestling, it was sort of that like weird in between period of like COVID's over, 
question mark but we're still sort of doing you know like show you know it was sort of like again shows are sort of just slowly starting to roll out again and now you know covid's clearly still around but um you know show shows are basically back to normal you know you have companies running two three shows you know monthly now if they can uh what's what are you know again if and when you get cleared you know to come back like what are you looking forward to the most because again like things have changed you know people have people have left people have come back like just the, the way everything's sort of run like is there anything specific you know again aside from the from the retirement tour like is there anyone you've had your eye on that you're like if you know if and when i come back i'm coming after you know this person yeah so uh, you know i, I i've kind of got a lot to unpack with that because you know i think you you made some really good points you know last year when when you know shows were starting to run again and even when it was still kind of heavy in the pandemic. Showers were a lot further and farther between. Um, and, you know, people had to pull off things happened. you know, spots opened up and I was there and I was ready for those spots. And, you know, I, I look at what I did in the summer of last year and the early fall, like leading up to me getting hurt. I mean, I, I was, I was on a run, you know, and I feel like it was just, it wasn't even, it was barely scratching the surface. Um, and to have that kind of, pulled out under the rug from me it definitely left a really sour taste in my mouth and you know somebody that i was seeing blow up on a little bit of a bigger bigger scale than i was or maybe even the same scale but now much bigger uh brian keith brian keith the bounty hunter comes into my house comes into freelance wrestling and you know he, he wants to collect all these bounties and and do this cowboy bullshit um and win these people over and now he is the freelance legacy championship that don't rub me the right way because uh, one Matt Nix stole a title opportunity from somebody else, which was Cody Lane. And I, Cody Lane and I had a mutual agreement. I said, Hey man, I'll help you make sure that there's no bullshit that happens to you. I need you to take care of uh, the common enemy for me. And then he beats him. But then as soon as Cody gets his title shot, Nix gets involved. So it's like him and Brian, I think they're, corroborating together now because brian kicked me in the head last month which <laughs> i'll get i'll get him for that and i and i think that i i feel like people are going to forget about that and that's okay but i i don't forget i never forget and i don't let go of a grudge so he will uh he's most certainly on on my hit list uh when i come back obviously matt nix but um there's one other person and i've wrestled this person a couple of times I feel like this person was probably the one who's made me grow the most as a professional wrestler. And uh, we both have a win over each other. And that person is Effie. Love um, Effie. I know he's, yeah, I know you love Effie. And I know you love me. So I know that one's a tough war uh, to choose sides on. But, you know, we're one and one. And everybody knows someone's got to finish on top. So whether it's me or daddy, but I mean, I know it's going to be me, but. Um, those are my, those are my top three right now. Honestly, the top five people that I, I really want to take out are all in freelance, you know? And then I, I, I need to beat Kylie one-on-one -on -one because I pinned her boyfriend for meddling in my business. And I think I also need to put Isaiah down again, one-on-one -on -one, so that he just doesn't come back, um, to wrestle at all. I think it's time for him to hang it up. I don't think he's the ace anymore. And if people don't think I am, then, well, I've got no problem showing them again. Listen, I've been calling you the ace of freelance wrestling since that that dark match where I first saw you. Um, I, I, again, it, 
the whole wrestling landscape itself has sort of changed, you know, like uh, in the last. It has changed a lot over the last year. I feel like last year, so many people uh, came and went, and it, the the indies were very much a revolving door uh, of who was going in and out. This year, I mean, there's definitely been a couple new people, but I feel like it's been a lot more uh, lateral moves between those com- those companies, and I I think we're either at the tail end of a really big wrestling boom. Um, or we haven't scratched the surface of it yet. And I think with me coming back, if I do, um, I think that will help us, you know, I think that'll help the wrestling landscape grow significantly, but, uh, I don't know. It could be doomed without me. Well, let me ask you this, um, specifically, like, again, we mentioned the wrestling landscape is changing. One of the things that has changed in probably like the last like month or two has been WWE, like to the point where, because again, Triple H takes over for for Vince McMahon, and he's sort of just implementing things here and there. You know, like we've had, uh, like I mean, within the last two weeks alone, you had on the one year anniversary of of NXT 2.0, them sort of like, yeah, fuck NXT 2.0, we're going back to regular NXT. Um, as well as just this week, they announced the return of um, War Games and, um, uh, what is it? They're bringing back the fight pit. Like a lot of these like interesting things that you know. Vince McMahon didn't want to do, didn't know what the fuck it was or just wasn't like interested. And like for the, you know, and they had all this like white rabbit shit that was going on that seemingly is teasing like the return of, of Bray Wyatt. But again, they're doing it in an interesting way where like Vince McMahon, you know, he would always be a little bit like hit the nail on the head. And as far as like, you know, it'd be Trevor's debuting soon. You know, and as opposed to Triple H, who's been sort of like, no, I'm gonna fucking sprinkle all these things so that you know, so that you, you if you're paying attention, you don't see it coming. You don't see it coming. Like, how interesting? How how much more interested are you in WWE right now? Like again, because I again, I find myself almost sort of like, because I, I would listen to you know these podcasts that would sort of review, and that's how I would keep up with it. But now I'm sort of at the point where I'm just like, okay, like things are things seem sort of like interesting again. WWE, like, what's your sort of take on that? Yeah. I, I, I agree. I think, you know, I think it was just time for things to change more. The business is changing and evolving. And I think it's a big problem in wrestling as a whole, especially on the independent level. Uh, there's a lot of old faces that have been around that aren't really, uh, moving the needle or or aren't really changing anything or are positions that they probably shouldn't be. And then there's a lot more talented people that aren't uh, either there or being utilized correctly. And I think, I think change is good. You know, I, I think it needs to happen. It, it keeps your product fresh. And I mean, it's making WWE a place that people want to go again. You know, I, I've been indifferent neither here nor there. I think, I think I would be a top dog at either company. So I, I never really had a preference, but, um, you know, it definitely seems like, things are leaning more towards the WWE side for people again, where it was, you know, it's just, I think personally, it doesn't really matter. I think it's good that there are two major wrestling companies around because it gives people more places to work. Um, I, I, I think these fans that do all this bullshit of, Oh, it's one company versus the other because they, they can't stop jerking off to the, to the Monday night wars, like grow up and, and, and move on. Like that shit's over. Like just, just enjoy the shit. Like just watch it. Like, it's all good now, you know. It finally I can say almost all it's all good now. But yeah, that's that's the thing to me where like I'm very much and like I'm very much of the camp like if you don't like something you don't have to fucking watch it. Like I um right now I'm I'm watching um what is it? 
House of the Dragon. And like at the same time, they have that like Lord of Ring, Lord of the Ring show, which you know again are two pretty much like fantasy things going on at once. And like me and a you know a group of friends and, and coworkers and stuff like that, like we're all talking about you know House of the Dragon. None of them are talking about Lord of the Rings and whether it's just like that's not their thing or they know it's not my thing. Like you know that that's fine. Like let's talk about the shit that I want to. Cause it's with sort of like life in general, like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's been sort of a, I think it's fair to say it, it's been an up and down year, you know? Um, and oh, yeah. like one of the things that, you know, like I've learned and I'm sure you've learned is like, don't waste your fucking time and energy on like, on, on the things that just don't matter because, uh, you know, it, it's very much easy. It's easy for me to fucking go on the internet right now and say, I love the color green. And I think that if you like the color red, you're fucking stupid. And someone will say, and, and it'll, you know, it'll start an argument and people will go back and forth all day long until someone will go, well, I actually love the color purple. And I think, no, 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 I love the color orange. Yeah, no, but fuck, I love the color, purple. you know, fuck like purple though, fuck purple though. Cause that's associated with Nick. So exactly. But you know, like it'll, it, everyone, everyone will have an opinion. Everyone will have something to say. And like, I don't know, to me, it's better to just like, Hey man, I really like uh, the color blue. And I'm going to talk about the color blue with people that also like it. Because, you know, it's just, there's nothing wrong with, like, talking about things you don't like. You know, like, toxic positivity is a thing. You know, you don't have to pretend that there are things you don't like or that everything is cool. But, um, again, like, with wrestling right now, like, if WWE isn't your thing, then there's, there's AEW and New Japan and Impact and GCW and MLW and NW, you know, like, keep fucking naming them and... Yeah, like, to yeah. Me, again, it's a very weird thing where, like, and I've said it on here before, it's like, listen, WWE isn't my fucking thing, and that was, like, Vince McMahon booking all this shit that, like, I got burnt, I got burnt out, <coughs> you know, and, like, I just, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't into it anymore, but, again, one of my favorite times of wrestling were, like, NXT, peak gold and black, like, I love, and you, I know you were at some of them, too, those takeovers where, here it goes, five yeah, matches, dude. Uh, two and a half hours boom perfect that's a sweet spot yeah and like i'm sort of like hoping that that's something they can incorporate to the main roster and i get it It, it's a little harder when you have you know uh when you go from we have 40 wrestlers on this smaller roster to well now we have 90 and now we have to figure out how to you know get as many people on the show like that's i get it you wrestlemania cannot be a five card match you know, that goes two and a half hours. I would love it. That would be great. But like, that's just not a realistic thing. And yeah, like, again, I, I, I very much agree with you on that because even again, like with, with certain movies and stuff like movies and, and TV shows, that's one of the things that like we constantly, you know, we would talk about when we do like the Scrum's family video. And one of the things that I love was you were, you were a big proponent of like, Hey, have you watched this? Hey, have you seen? And it was thing, you know, like X or red rocket, like, two things that i hadn't seen and i was like i'll watch them eventually but like you know you put me on to them and then it's like oh man you guys gotta fucking watch simon rex and this movie you know where he's this washed up porn star and it's just like <laughs> it's like it, i'm i would much rather those kinds of things you know where it's like you have a buddy or, or several you know buddies of yours that are like hey yeah if you don't like this you know that's fair but you should really fucking check this thing out yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I think people just need to stop bitching and moaning. I, I, I feel like people just need to just enjoy it. And if you don't like it, go fucking watch something else. You know, I think there's too much 
just extra sh- it's just unnecessary i don't know that's just the world we live in bro like i mean even even with movies i see people argue over fucking television shows all the time and i'm just like it's lame but going back to those movies because i i mean i have squirrel brain and we're gonna pop around all over the place um we did x pearl is coming out and i'm going to see it soon so we are gonna have to do a follow-up and talk about Pearl. Yeah, for for those of you guys unaware, again, we we talked about the movie X, which is a Ty West's uh, horror movie. It came out like uh, a few months back. Like, you know, it wasn't. It's it's like a recent thing within like the year that um, they've sort of announced uh, they're they're doing a trilogy. You know, X. It's it's it's, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's sort of the the abridged version. You know, it's it's a group of people that are are, are they go to this farm. They're they're making a porno movie. It takes place in like the I believe it was like seventy five, seventy eight, maybe. Yeah, <coughs> I think it was. Yeah, I think it was late seventies. Hmm. Sorry, I was coughing there. Um, yeah, but you know, they go to this farm to make this porn movie. Yeah, like Kid Cudi, Jenna Ortega. Uh, you know, just a, a lot of a lot of good people in it and it devolves into this like fucked up horror movie. And I guess one of the things was when they were filming that it was peak COVID. And, um, <clears throat> while they were doing that, the, like the director had to take, he either got COVID or just had to take like the, the two week process of, or no, because they filmed it in New Zealand. So, you know, you're coming into the country, you had to take the, the two week quarantine while he did that. He wrote a sequel and, you know, so they film the first movie and they go, he, he goes to, to the main actress. Let me look up her name right now. Cause she's actually fantastic in this. And from what I hear, like by all accounts, she's really fucking good. Um, Mia goth. So, uh, Ty West goes to Mia goth and says, Hey, I already fucking filmed this third one. Like, or I filmed the second one. Do you just want to like film it? Cause everything is still here. It's sort of a prequel of one of the characters that she plays in the movie. And they go ahead and do that. And, you know, like that was one of the things like we talked about when when we um, reviewed it, where we're just like, okay, there's clearly fucking like space here for for more for them to do more. And as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I think if I remember correctly, they're also doing uh, again in this trilogy a sequel uh, called Maxine, which again, yeah, is- they just announced it. They just announced it yesterday, I think. And, and what is it exactly? Do you know? I so I think that one's going to be technically the sequel because with Pearl being the trilogy, X will be the original, and then because I I I think they just did like the teaser just says that it's like in, in 1985, and then uh, reveals like a Hollywood billboard style uh, title for Maxine with three X's. See, and that that's one of those things I'm excited for because you know we're we're not going to we're going to spoil the movie for you, but like based on how X ends, that's one of those things where it's like, how does, how does she sort of explain all of this? You know, like it's, it's very much one of those things where like, fuck, you know, it's just a a lot of stuff happens in the character of Maxine, you know, for her, presumably, yeah, you know, looking at like the advertisement, she's now, you know, her, her wishes come true. She's this big famous adult film star or just Hollywood star in general, but like, yeah, yeah, a bunch of fucked up shit happened. So it's kind of, that's, that's the one, like, again, Pearl by all accounts is fucking awesome. So I definitely want to go check that out as well. But like, you also sort of leave with, okay, but how do you follow up the events of, of X? Do you know, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think I thought it was cool that they did a really good job setting up. Like it literally sets up like, okay, there we need more of an explanation for what happened as well as like, oh shit, I want to know what's next. What else have you been watching though? Because again, like you're someone who, and you know, that's sort of one of the good things about like our friendship is aside from like wrestling and, you know, like uh, talking shit about people. One of the things that we also, you know, are good at is just talking like, you know, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Like, have you been keeping up with She-Hulk at all? No, I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to probably just binge it all at once. Um, But what I have been watching and I actually just finished is The Sopranos. See, I, that is, so again, I, I'm, I'm currently watching House of the Dragon, which for, for those of you guys unaware is, is one of the spinoffs. It's a, it's a spinoff. It's a prequel to, to Game of Thrones set like a hundred and something odd years before, like before Game of Thrones. So you're not going to like, and this baby is Jon Snow, like nothing like that. You know, it's set plenty because there's a lot of rich history with those books. Um, but because it's coming out weekly, I'm like, oh, I don't want to wait. So I've been rewatching Game of Thrones and like I was having the conversation with, with, uh, with Eric with this, who works at the shop where he was just like, well, cause I, I, this weekend, um, I might've talked about it last week, this weekend, I wound up cat sitting for Frank, um, Ryan's sister got married. And so, uh, Frank, Ryan, a bunch of other people, they went out to, to California for that. And, um, I got stuck. I didn't get stuck. I got to watch the cats. And because these four cats have never fucking seen me, they were just scared shitless of me. You know, they would run away. The moment <laughs> they would see like when they were hungry, that's sort of when they would like, Hey, what's going on? Big man. Like you're, you're going to feed us and stuff like that. But aside from that, just did nothing. So I got the opportunity to basically just sit around and, you know, catch up with the show. Um, but I'm like halfway through. So once I finish that, I'm like, I need something else to watch. And the Sopranos has always been one of those shows. Like, do you but one of the things i've always heard is like oh like it's the ending kills it the ending kills it is do you feel that way again having just come off seen it or, or do you feel like that was one of those like greatly exaggerated things where like it's all good except for the ending i can understand why people didn't like it but i think because i watched it like all i mean basically binged it saying so, you know, i wasn't watching it for the years that it was coming out i saw it all that like you can kind of see all of the symbolism and like, you can see the, um, what things mean like throughout the show's progression. And I feel like I understand why people hated the end, but, um, if you read a little bit more into it, I think, I think the ending made perfect sense. Yeah. Like it's, cause even, even with game of Thrones, like I, like I was, I had the conversation with Ryan, where they announced like they were again going back to game of thrones like they 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 announced that they were going forward with like a spin-off based on the character of Jon snow and the the thing with with that uh series is i believe after season six or it was like either season six seven and eight or season seven and eight like they they weren't going off the books you know for everything else is they had these fucking giant thick books that they could just sit there and you know, directly translate onto the, onto the screen. And clearly there's some stuff that they took out cause you can't include everything, you know? Um, but the last like few seasons, they basically, um, they basically made it up themselves, you know, like they didn't even consult, uh, George R. R. Martin, the, the, the writer again, from what I remember, the writer of the books, they were sort of just like, no, nah, this is like what we're going to do. And like those writers were like, 
they weren't good writers to begin with. It was just sort of like they they lucked into like, oh yeah, like it's it's easy for me to fucking make a successful show when this guy already fucking wrote it all out for me, basically. You know, um, they sort of like I don't want to say cheated their way because they obviously did some work, but like again, if if Trevor, if me and you fucking had the idea of of making those and had access to HBO, like we'd probably be fucking millionaires too. But um you know like they're like oh they're doing like a spinoff on Jon Snow and I was like why don't they just fucking redo the like the, that last season you know because I remember like that last season just leaving a really bad fucking taste in my mouth because it was like everything else that they'd built up it was like nothing paid off you know like it, it's like that that was that was always that was always how I would talk about like Vince McMahon WWE where like you sit there and you get invested <coughs> <coughs> you'd get invested in these like storylines and characters and just for them to be like, well, no, uh, none of this pays off. You just wasted six months of like, you know, of, of a story. And it was like, cool. Except with this, it was like, yeah, I remember these last 10 years, go fuck yourself because, uh, we didn't know how to end it. So this is what we're doing. Um, and so that's always sort of like, uh, steered me away from it. But whenever people ask, like, should I watch game of Thrones? I'm like, yeah, watch it you know like the first five six seasons are, are fucking pretty tight and those last two like uh um but so with that said though like you definitely like you would recommend like sopranos to people absolutely i uh i thought i i think it was one of like the best shows that i've seen um and it's just so it's, it's so quotable too like my my roommate and i will just be walking around like just dropping references from the show like constantly um, I also think we need to stop calling people bitches. You know, I think, uh, men and women, I think we need to stop calling our side pieces. Uh, oh, that's my side bitch. Uh, I think that's too objectifying. I think we should be calling each other. Uh, all of our side pieces are now gumas. That's my guma. <laughs> I imagine once I start watching the show, I will, um, I'll understand that reference a little bit more. Yes. Yes. Did you watch the movie too that came out? Not yet. So I guess that's like the prequel to all of this. Um, so I, I haven't watched that one yet. But I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, I feel like because, you know, the show ended about 15 years ago. What was it 07? I think. Yeah, about 15 06, years 07. ago. Yeah. yeah. So about 15 years ago, like, I feel like we're getting close to the point where they're going to. I mean, I know they did that, like the the, Netflix, the HBO movie, but I feel like they're going to get to that point where they're like, mm, we need to make Sopranos a cash cow again. Let's do 20 years later and i mean it would have to be like a completely different landscape but so how how did you feel about that because like so i just i recently went and watched uh clerks three you know again that was another thing that i did last week like I, they had like the fathom event screenings which was annoying because it's only one seven o'clock show time as opposed to like you, you know other show times but whatever you know I, I get it well because they do it's like they're there for it though right and don't they do like the, the q a and stuff afterwards no for this one no like it's um they've done that before in the past where it's like kevin smith is in uh you know he, he he's in philly you know doing you know they're gonna show the movie and they're gonna do a live q a and they're gonna stream it with this it was specifically just a movie which like was awesome because it said seven o'clock and at seven o'clock it fucking started. You didn't have to sit through 30 minutes of like, uh, you know, what's her name? Fucking, uh, not Anna Nicole Smith. Who's that fucking actress who was in front of all the fucking goddamn commercials. Uh, the previews. 
Someone knows who I'm talking about, but you didn't have to sit through any previews or anything. Like it just it started and it, it fucking it just went. goes right to it. It just goes, yeah. And like one of the things that sucked is I I don't know anyone else who's gotten seen it because again, like it it was a very weird like short limited release. But you know his last two movies were you know the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot and then you know Clerks three, both of which of course you know bring back characters from the past and, and, and sort of tell these stories of like where everyone is now and sort of put all the, you know, you catch up with these characters and I like Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I, I probably only watched it two or three times. Clerks three already. I can safely say is like, it's up. I, I, I'm probably gonna have to watch it a few more times, but it's definitely like top three, you know, for for me. Um, but like, so with you having just finished Sopranos, would which would you prefer that they just like full on like we're gonna reboot it or just like let's do a sequel and catch up with the characters? Because I don't ima- I don't know how the show ends, but I got to imagine like a bunch of these mobsters are probably too fucking old to be doing mob shit or dead, you know not gonna give spoilers but i mean obviously it's the sopranos yeah, people yeah. die a lot <laughs> dead or i mean you have like in the case of like james gandolfini you know who like in real life died so you know it's sort of like where do you go from here but like do you think that's a show that would be strong enough like to to sort of keep that going um yeah. i think they could but i i don't know like the I can't really talk on it because it, it it's too much of a giveaway of like what what does happen in in the Sopranos itself. But I I think there's a few ways that you can get around it. But like you have to like it's got to be like hard introductions to new characters, mm-hmm. and you know and you'd have to rely on like nostalgia a lot. I feel like to really get the show over at first, but. So I don't know. I, I think it could be a I think it could be a, a bad thing, but I don't know. In some cases it seems like like directors of shows and movies are doing the whole like making things meta intentionally to like make fun of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I feel like and I you know, I'm sure you can attest it because you've seen it, but like I just remember seeing the the trailer for Clerk's Theory and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fucking hilarious because it's like they're poking fun at exactly what they're doing. Dude, with Clerk's three, like it is like yeah, it is you know the 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 whole premise of the film is uh, Randall has a heart attack and um, wants to make a movie about his life and he is in turn making Clerks you know and one of the funny things is you know like the the actual actors the actual people because you, like if you go back and watch Clerks none of these people are actors some of these people have gone on to since act you know. But none of these people are actors. A lot of these people are Kevin's friends and Kevin's family and people who are just around. You know, it was simply yeah. just my, you know, my girlfriend's here. I need her to play this. Walt Flanagan, you know, famously plays fucking like six, seven people in the movie because he was around all the time, you know. Um, but <clears throat> with this, you have like some of these people show up and reprise those roles and just you know like it's and it's fun it, it's sort of fun seeing that but the one thing that i did not see coming was how much like how much heart and soul is into this movie you know like i very like cuz i very much feel like he got the, like the the nostalgia bug um out of his system with uh with 
reboot, you know, because you see everyone pop up in reboot. You have fucking Matt Damon, <coughs> Matt Damon and Ben Affleck pop up in reboot, you know, which is sort of just like, oh shit, like, you know, like Chris Hemsworth, like just a bunch of all the celebrities. He very much, uh, you know, talked about like shamelessly, like he pulled in all the um, favors of like, you know, I almost died. But with with this one, like it's if Sopranos were, were to do something like I very much think that the Clerks 3 approach as opposed to like the Clerks, you know, reboot approach would be better specifically because there's one thing again that I've been learning from fucking this rewatch of Game of Thrones is like they're very fucking good at like killing people off and introducing new characters, you know, and like some people are better at that than others you know like <clears throat> you watch season one and you're like oh ned stark ned stark he is the main character of this show going forward and you know i can't wait to see all the adventures and then he gets his fucking head cut off spoilers and, you know and you're just like oh mm-hmm. shit well i don't know who's the main character oh here you go his son rob stark you know the, he is going to and then the fucking the red wedding happens and if you guys have seen that red wedding you know what happens to rob at the red wedding but they're very good at navigating where it's like okay now this is the person that we're going with now this is a person that we're going with which is very similar to like i would almost say like kind of bringing it back to like wrestling because we've seen the amount like uh there was a meme that i was posting um <coughs> Well, that I posted that a lot of people were sending to me, rightfully so, because it's like right up my alley. Um, but it was like the the Brian Danielson uh, Doctor Manhattan meme, you know, where it's like uh, it's a, where it's like uh, you know, it's September fifteenth. CM Punk has just left the company, and Brian Danielson is about to be world champion. It's April, you know, twenty fourteen. CM Punk has left the company, and Brian Danielson is about to be world champion. It, you know, it's just sort of one of those things, and that's sort of the one cool thing about wrestling that like. In, in as much as it helps for you, you know, to, to look the part, talk the part and, you know, do the part, oftentimes they can just out of thin air be like, all right, well, this is the guy we're going with. This is we're going to make a star and it's going to be fucking sink or swim, you know, and you're introducing yep. a new character like um, JBL, you know, JBL was a fucking mid card tag team guy and they needed someone to fucking be champion for a year until John Cena was ready to hold the belt and they made like JBL into the fucking main event dude. And like TV is very much the same way, you know, like you can, if you know, if, if you do a Sopranos reboot and you're like, Oh, here's Ricky fucking, you know, here's Ricky, the, the weird cousin that we're going to introduce. And there's a very much, you know, and everyone's like, Oh, we fucking hate Ricky. If the writing's good enough, you can make everyone go, we fucking hate Ricky to, everyone's you know uh has their her, their their ricky fucking tweets uh, every sunday night where they're just like can you fucking believe that you know he said this to the fucking the new mob boss oh my god it's the fucking great ricky ricky um <laughs> so i definitely <clears throat> i don't know I, I i i sort of started just going on a tangent there um but i guess long story short is i probably should start watching the sopranos Yes, that's. I think that's the big takeaway from from it is you need to watch it. I know, knowing your taste, I th- I know you will really like it. I need to start watching. Uh, I need to start watching the boys though because I I keep seeing these memes from it, and uh, and I don't I don't know the show, so it's been bugging me. You have not watched any of the boys. No, I I like just got Prime, dude. My mom doesn't love me. She she 
she wouldn't put me on her prime account for like a hot minute see i had to fucking ask ryan for his prime because uh everyone who, who everyone who was letting me use their prime wasn't letting me anymore so i had to fucking hey ryan can i use your which is like thankfully i have that relationship with my boss that i could be like hey can i borrow your uh you know borrow your fucking amazon prime and like it's funny because it's like him his wife and then all his kids have accounts and then it's fucking me in there or whatever um, <laughs> what do you call it but i uh wasn't there an episode of the boys um that you guys have a shirt in so yeah there's actually um we famously we we have a shirt it's, it's, it's another shirt the, the pwt cast uh, we are technically canon uh shirt uh that it's uh what do you call it episode it's season two one of the earlier episodes <coughs> where um frenchy is wearing the one of the elite shirts so there was a series of shirts that we put out for the elite where they were all had like animal shirts you know like hangman had the horse uh the box had deer and kenny had a cat because i believe he has a cat in real life um mm -hmm. what do you call it but uh yeah, no, yeah, it was the cat shirt. And uh, that season, I guess, Frenchie was only wearing shirts with, like, cats on them. Uh, but what do you call it? He, um, in the previews, like, he was wearing that shirt. And it was one of those things where you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, that's not, he's not wearing that shirt. And then you watch the actual, ep actual episode. And, and again, the character of Frenchie is wearing that shirt. Um, Hell yeah. <clears throat> and so, like, we made the joke where, like, we are technically canon. We technically exist within that universe. You know, like it is, it is one of those things where, um, like it's just a stupid joke, but yeah, no, we wound up making a, a t-shirt from it, but dude, definitely the boys is something that like, yeah, again, knowing your, you know, knowing your taste in, in certain things, it's like, it's right up your alley, especially because, uh, very much, very much the way, like, um, the character again, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the very the, the way Tony Soprano is is sort of been described to me is you know he's sort of this like antihero. Mm -hmm. Am I right in, in saying? Yeah, that? kind of, kind of. I think there's definitely moments where it's like he feels like that, but then there's also like it switches a lot. Like the, that's the one thing is like you you definitely go on an emotional roller coaster with these rides with these characters of who these characters are. Sorry. Um, that like oh you know now they're coming around or oh this or that but then they do something and you're like oh okay well maybe they really are just a piece of shit in the end there's definitely some of that within the boys um you know well like because of course in the boys you have like the the main character of homelander who like is just a monster like you know like it's and i'm sure that he's he's probably the guy you see you know in um, a lot of the memes um but like billy butcher is probably like the you know the the second character uh who's like the main you know the the main character of course he is a boy named huey but the billy butcher is you know sort of his like big brother he's almost like the anti-hero and and mm -hmm. that he's a character who he does a lot of things um that what do you call it um like our villainous things you know he is i don't want to say a bad guy but he does a lot of bad things. He, you know, he he does shitty things to people, and what do you call it? It's 
you know, it's debatable. Like, yeah, you said sometimes where, you know, like you're just like, oh, I guess they are sort of a good person. Then they do shitty things. and You're kind of just like, fuck. But I think that's what makes it interesting, you know, because, of course, this is playing on the sh- on the superhero genre. And like, to me, one of the, one of the more like, uh, you know, with Homeland, they're almost sort of being this like evil version of Superman. And to me, Superman has always just been like the most boring, you know, like just. Yeah, I don't fuck with Superman. Yeah, and I, I think that's why it makes it interesting to me in as much in as much as that he you know, again, the, the character of Homeland there's just straight up evil. It's just straight up what if Superman was fucking real and he was evil. But the character of Huey, you know, it, it's almost more of those like this is someone who you're supposed to root for and you definitely root for and you cheer for at certain times, but then sometimes he does things where you're just like fuck you know like without getting into into any spoilers you know specifically um this last season you know it's they 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 sort of put a twist on it in that he takes something that gives him superhero powers and the way he uses these superhero powers is sort of up for debate in as much as like is he doing the right thing you know because it's it's easy for me and you to say like, oh no, if I had these superpowers, you know, I would do, you know, A, B, and C. But if you are finally now, if you finally now have these superpowers and you have a fucking, a vendetta against all these people that have wronged you, well, fuck, you know, like it's, it's sort of that trope. So it's interesting to me that, you know, it's sort of, I guess in a way in the Sopranos, but I don't think the Sopranos ever shoot lasers out of their eye. Anyone in the Sopranos does that. <laughs> Yeah, that well, there is a funny. They're actually okay. It's funny that you mentioned that because there is a notorious scene uh, where Polly Polly Walnut talks about uh, getting uh, spiked with acid, and then he goes uh, how he sees one of Tony's family members shoot laser beams out of his eyes. <laughs> so there, there is. I, I guess it's technically canon. So maybe, maybe the Sopranos is actually canon in the boys' universe. You're like, you know, you're like, there is also that one that there's also that one episode where uh, Tony's kids also fucking develop the power of flight and uh, yeah, know, and save a plane from crashing. You're like, but I guess no one really talks about that one. Yeah, it doesn't. I I don't think people were ready for the foreshadowing that it was doing. Listen, uh, you know, some people, <laughs> you know, sometimes people are ahead of their times, and you know, you don't often. Uh, you know, again, bringing it back to Kevin Smith, Mallrats, a giant flop. Now one of his more successful movies, you know, people didn't have Kevin Smith had the foresight to put Stan Lee and, you know, and his movies and talk about comic books very early on. And, you know, <clears throat> now everyone does it. Um, well, shit, Trevor, uh, you know, it was fun getting to sit down and talk to you for 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 Trev Timber again specifically yeah. like, like today that it is actually your birthday and you know again I'm gonna be dropping it on the day of your birthday. <laughs> yeah, when you told me when you when when you asked me to come on, I was like, listen, brother, there's no better there's no better birthday gift than the gift of being on the PWT cast on my birthday, and there's no better gift for me to give the people than the gift of Trev Timber. And- we're we're just two overall swell guys. Well, listen, if you're in public service right now, well, if you guys want to, you know, support Trevor and, and give back to Trevor a little bit, uh, this Friday at the Logan Square Auditorium uh, at 2539 North Ketsy Boulevard, right here in Chicago, Illinois. Doors open at seven, bell time is eight. Go to freelancewrestling.com, uh, get your tickets. Again, and if you can't make it there, you can always go to IWTV and stream it. Um, and, you know, again, it's 
it's safe to say it's a very important show for Trevor. You know, this guy booked the show, put the show together, and you know, again, by all accounts, yeah. very fucking. It's just looking at the card up and down. Looks like it's gonna be a pretty memorable show. Oh, it'll be it'll be a night to remember. You know, I'm gonna be hosting a big uh, Trev Timber celebration. I think it should be the main event because I mean, where else? There's no better place that I fit on a card, but we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see uh, how the cards play out. But well, it's gonna be big. I've got I got a big birthday party planned. They're not gonna want to miss it. We have a lot of very special people on that show, and uh, another. Uh, list of very special people that i want to give a shout out to of course uh the patrons of the show patreon.com forward slash pwt cast you can head on over there sign up for as low as five bucks um you know i, I want to give a huge shout out to them with uh, clifford fraser jesse colvenberg joshua davis neil flanagan jonathan mayer hot topic joe ryan crossley vivian anthony torres my godfather jesus shout out jesus shout out jesus b dornick steve feast rachel sarto drew kistler and someone you're very familiar with in uh jacob taus um <laughs> fuck jacob bro this man this man came to the freelance emporium show has the balls to wear a shirt that says trevor outlaw fears matt nick and thought he was gonna be all thought he could get one over at my expense so you know what i did i ripped that son of a bitch right off of him faster than he could have than he could print that thing well now there you go now you guys know what not to wear to this friday show um but you know feel free to you know again go to pro wrestling tees.com and and purchase you know a a trevor outlaw t-shirt yeah buy a shirt because uh you know when and if i come back i'm gonna be updating my store uh with all new stuff might be taking some designs down so uh don't sleep folks don't sleep All right, Trevor. Well, thank you for coming on, and thank you guys for listening for this week's episode of the PWT Cast. I've been Scrump. And I'm yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's Cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.